Foreign Chaps with the podcast app. Say hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Listen to Cover Me. That's right. It's Cover Me. That's right. It's Cover Me. The only podcast that talks about famous songs in their many cover versions and says, Hey, look at all these guys. Look I'm your host as always. Listen to them. Jake Cressy. Joined by my... You've cut out. I can't hear you anymore. You can't hear me. I didn't hear you. Did you say something about me? I can hear yeah, you I, now. Uh, no, I, was, I trailed off there because I couldn't think of anything. Cool. Joined right. by my distant co-host. Distant now. Alex Mildenberger. Yeah. Alex Mildenberger. In the studio across provinces. What's the weather like there, Alex? Uh, it's snowing. Are you kidding me? Really? Uh, well, it might not still be snowing, but it was it, like there was snow in my car this morning. Oh to, my god, I had to dude. clean it off. We've getting a getting a quick second winter. Although either this week or the following week, it's supposed to finally like we're like we're going up to twenty or something. So that's okay. reasonable. It's supposed to be beauty weather here all week, dude. I gotta tell you. I mean, that's Vancouver. It's fucking beautiful you. out here. Apparently, it was really shitty just before I showed up, though. Coasts, man. Isn't that what coasts are like? They're just nice. That is what coasts are like. Um, Today, we're talking about Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. The bun witch resists, take their trays, spin around and they cross the floor. They've got the moves, oh, hey, oh. You drop your drink, then they bring you more. This was released in the year of our Lord, uh, 1986. And it's the third single from their album, Different Light. Which... Did you know that this is the Bangles' first number one hit, Alex? Well, taking a quick look on the, uh... Oh, hang on, I'm on the wrong album. Were there any other notable songs on Etern... What is it? Different Light? Manic Monday, I believe, is on this one. Okay, fair enough. That's their other, like, big one. Yeah, that's their other big one. It's got Manic Monday, it's got, uh... It's obviously got Walk Like an Egyptian... And, uh, oh, sorry, I'm looking at the essential bangles here. I know. <laughs> uh, it, it, different Light does uh, have Manic. Holy fuck, it has all the hits. <laughs> it does have Manic Monday on it. Okay, um, yeah. And then it's, I mean, like, what are the bangles songs? It's like Manic Monday. There's that one that Shakira does a version of, right? Or has a very similar sounding yeah, song, that, too. Yeah, that's Eternal Flame. That's later on. Okay, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah, I think those are the only two, like, real big ones. So, this was pretty much so, yeah, it. Yeah, it's their the first number one song. It is the first song by an all female group playing their own instruments to top the Billboard singles chart. And it was the Billboard's number one song of the year 1987. Like, so do they pick a number one song just based on popularity? Yeah, I guess they must. Like, we, Cause they're we the talked about how billboards yeah. work, but I still don't know how they work. But yeah, like, generally, but could mm-hmm. be, I don't know. Like what? What makes it number one? Do they have people who who look at the lists afterwards, or is it just the yeah, one that just did like the a, most like best a... Billboard criteria? I'm just combining. Yeah, are they words. doing it like the Oscars, where they're like, "Well, this one was the most 1987 song of the year, 1987," even though it sort of came out in '86, but maybe it was like a single thing. Yeah, that's most likely what happened there. 
Um, so this wasn't even written by the Bengals. It was written by Liam Sternberg, who allegedly got the idea while he was crossing the English Channel by ferry, and people were apparently walking like an Egyptian to like keep themselves stable. As they so it's went, like they had their from... arms out, keeping their yeah. Balance. So then he recorded a demo with Marty Jones, who is a female singer and painter. And then offered it to Tony Basil, who we talked about last week on our uh, Once in a Lifetime episode. On our Once in a Lifetime episode. Which we one talked was, about Tony Basil. Which one was Tony Basil? Was that... She was not one of the cover artists, but yeah. she co-directed the music video for the original. And she oh. is the, she's the one behind Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Oh, I remember talking about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Takes a minute sometimes. No worries, dude. So yeah, he recorded a demo, tried to offer it to Tony Basil, who said no. And then the producer of the album, Different, Different Light, that's the name of this album? Yes. David Kahn brought the song to the Bangles. Which and so seems to have worked out quite nicely for them. Yeah, it's very interesting. He really had like a, a heavy hand in how this song was actually constructed, particularly in terms of the vocals. Really? Yeah, so generally, uh, Debbie Peterson, the drummer, does the vocals. She's the main vocalist for the Bangles. And she only does backup vocals on this song. He just didn't like her vocals? Yeah, Khan didn't like her vocals. He actually <laughs> had the members of the band audition for this track. That's so weird. It's bizarre. So uh, Vicky Peterson, who is uh, Debbie's sister and also a member of the Bangles, said, it made it feel like, whose record is this anyway? But on the other hand, all these things were happening for a reason. And it was not impossible to see that the greater good was being served for the band itself and for this record we were trying to make. I know, like, when we talked about Hazy Shade of Winter, uh, the Bangles version, uh, I, I, I know I said I liked that they were all singing together. Um, mm-hmm. And this one's kind of cool because they take turns singing, even though they leave out Debbie Peterson, which you can totally, like... If you watch the music video, she's the only one not singing. So yeah, you can you know see what the she's just kind of is on this one. Hey, that's a good joke too. Double is kick? she's the drummer and it's a drum machine on this song. Yes. That was weird also for the video cuz like Yeah, cuz like, she just plays tambourine in that performance. So, does he just not like Debbie P- like did they have a thing? I don't did know something if it happen? was intentional or if he just was like this is how the fucking song has to be. Because he was the album producer, and obviously Debbie does more on the other tracks. Fair enough. She is pre- She's still, like, the singer, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, Debbie, like, doesn't look back on this song that fondly. She says, she calls it a nice little novelty song kind of thing, but I don't feel like it's us. I, and can, this is- I can see that, kind of. I don't yeah. know a lot of bangles, but I feel like they have a bit of, like, a... Like, they're, they're poppy, but they have almost a bit of, like, a punky edge. I will give you... I can and, actually tell you what bizarre genre they belong to. Oh, please and do. And it's called the uh, Paisley Underground scene. Well, that doesn't help much at all. Like, So let me tell you, Paisley Underground bands incorporated psychedelia, rich vocal harmonies, and guitar interplay, owing a particular debt to 1960s groups such as Love and the Birds, but more generally referencing a wide range of pop and garage rock revival. Yeah, I was going to say, like, garage rocky type. Yeah, so that's where you're probably getting that, pulling that punk vibe from, right? Plus their bass player was in the um, Runaways, I think? 
Oh, okay. No, wait, yeah, that... that checks out. No, no, hang on. Is that the right group? Mm. Let me double check this real quick. Uh, Mickey. Mickey. Steele. She was. Yeah, in the Runaways. Yeah. Founding member of the Runaways. Okay. So, that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. You know what else is kind of cool? You can tell this song is punk rock because. It was deemed inappropriate by the media group Clear Channel in the wake of 9-11. Walk like an Egyptian? Because they... <laughs> yeah. I think... Didn't it say something like during the Gulf War, like the BBC was like, maybe don't play this song because it, I guess, will make people think about the Middle East? Like, I feel like... Like, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a bit like much. That is like 100%. <laughs> it's a big it's leap. Like, it's not they're... like they're singing about, like... Po- politics in the middle east it's about like hieroglyphics like yeah it know. is most literally at its core it is just like hey the fucking sandstone paintings look yeah. at those look look at that look what they look like what if what if it was a dance like yeah. i don't i don't know anyway yeah like this song is so lighthearted and like honestly nonsensical <laughs> That it's hard to be like, you can't play that. People will think about 9-11 or the Gulf War. Like, yeah, I don't. But it's pretty catchy. It is pretty fucking catchy. And it's it's got a good sense. We're going to talk about instrumentation. It's got a good sense of, like, progression. It has very distinct segments that Mm -hmm. give it motion. And the the lyrics kind of have a good, like, like they're pretty quick and mm-hmm. they are not like it's not like high poetry or anything but like they got a good sound like rhythm to them yeah and especially it's almost like almost stream of conscious it's just like listing shit that happens yeah and then even like the oaos kind of like fit in with the line and like that's the rhyme so that's kind of yeah. fun too not always but sometimes yeah there's a, i've got a quote from one of them specifically regarding fun let me tell you this yeah we okay so this is this has got to be hoffs that is what is her full name susanna hoffs, susanna hoffs one of this, the short the guitarist one. yeah right because she's the one that okay yeah 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 um she says we love the song and appreciate what it did for the band but there was definitely a period where we were worried that we would only be seen as the band that did that wacky song but it's become sort of iconic and a celebration of a lot of the good things about the 80s the escapist and sort of joyful lightheartedness of a lot of the music of the time. It wasn't that meaningful, but it was fun. And you know what? There is a place for fun in everyone's life. Yeah, that's a nice sentiment. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's also like anti-establishment. Like... Sorry, I'm talking over. Yeah, you. is it anti-establishment? Not really. I just I wanted it to be because there's a line about like cops in the donut shop, and I'm like, yeah, pigs eating donuts. But no, the fucking pigs. <laughs> But well, I, interesting. I on, actually, I'll give you anti-establishment. In 2011, when Cairo protesters protested President Hosni Mubarak, mm. this song became actually like a rallying anthem. Which, I, I this was... Sorry. This was in 2011 when there was Egyptian protests in Cairo against the president of okay. the time. Okay, yeah. And I mean, I get... Because some of the stuff... I know we're kind of like mixing... Uh, uh, instrumentation and and lyrics here together but yeah we're we doing a broad have... approach then we'll you know we'll dip in yeah we probably don't have a maybe a ton to say about the lyrics maybe but mm-hmm. um 
some of the stuff about like walking like an Egyptian, I almost at first was hoping it was like fall in line and like do what you're told kind of um, right. thing. So like, I almost for a minute there, and I really don't, I can't back this up very much, and I don't really think mm-hmm. it's true. But I almost thought we again did two songs with very similar themes in consecutive weeks. Oh because yeah, about just once kind in a lifetime is all the... about like that suburban like following the system kind of setup. And yeah, I thought maybe it was the same thing again. But the I the other really qualities of the lyrics, I would that would almost be a good interpretation. But I think a lot of the lines refer to very quirky groups of people. Yeah, it's more like a series of vignettes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so it was used as a as like a protest anthem in twenty eleven. I think that's cool to take the line "Walk like an Egyptian" and to use it for your own your own nation and be like this like as in like stand up for yourself and stand for change. It's a very cool twist on a, what is really just a lighthearted pop song. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a good use and it's fun. Well, I mean, it's not like fun, fun because it's obviously you know they're it's, protesting. You know, it's serious fun. It's human. Right. Well, I don't know if they're protesting specifically. It's like, would you call but, that is that tongue in cheek in a sense? Yeah, I guess so. Because like this is nonsensical, and we're going to use it in a serious way, but also like kind of want to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, hang on a minute. It's a good word. I want to think of it. <laughs> I'll give you a chance. Uh, but this is taking way too long. Just like enforce this idea of like enjoying yourself. Maybe, no, I'm I'm oh, way yeah. off base here. You think uh, it's it's more like a, I think you got maybe it just backwards. Rather than enforcing enjoying yourself, it's enjoying being a sort of serious, right? Maybe. Like we can take a serious stand, but we can do it to the hip beats of the Bangles from 1986, right? Because it's recognizable, and that's probably not why. Hmm. Yeah. It's like doing serious work can still be fun rather than we are enforcing fun. Yeah. See, enforce wasn't the word I was trying to think of, but for some reason mm-hmm. I can't think of the right word. Do we want to get into some of the specifics? Yeah, let's uh, let's crack down on some lyrics, why don't we? Because we can probably knock that out in two minutes. Yeah, I can't imagine there's a ton there, even with the stuff so, I said before. So we got all the old paintings on the tomb. They do the sand dance, don't you know? Oh, well. So uh, here's here's where I'll give Genius some credit. They've got a kind of interesting footnote on this. It says, uh, Cleopatra's Nightmare, or the Sand Dance, was a routine by the British Music Hall Act, Wilson, Keppel, and Betty, and the origin of the Walk Like an Egyptian Dance. A sand dance is a soft shoe dance with sand laid on the stage, making a scratching sound when the dancers shuffle on their feet. So the sand dance actually is a thing. Yeah. Now, naturally, uh, it's, I feel like that's probably been done for years. I don't know any child who hasn't seen, like, pictures of old Egyptian things and done, you know, like, the little hand gesture, right? Yeah, which I'm looking at the picture now. These guys have it down, whereas once we get to the music video, a lot of them are not very good at it. And Sloppy. It, it's pretty bad. simple. Like... <laughs> Like, if they had the Xbox Connect at that time in that dancing game, and one of them was Walk Like an Egyptian, these guys would have failed on easy mode. Is that, is that in that game? It, may, it might be. I never played it. So. Okay. It, now that we're talking about it, it sounds like exactly the kind of dance to put in there. But it's gotta be. 
I don't know. Eh, licensing issues. We won't get into it. But, yeah, but I mean, even beyond that, I don't know if the calling it the sand dance is actually a reference to that, or if it is just kind of a coincidental parallel thinking thing, right? Right. Or it's just a very easy way to define. Yeah, because you're like, what what's looks, Egypt what, got? How... Sand. Like, I'm sure they've yeah. got other stuff, but that's the thing we think of because desert mm-hmm. and like lots of old movies, and and this is a like live act, but really, that's what we think of. Yeah. So yeah, it works, I guess. Yeah, it's it's in like this. These first two lines at their most basic are just saying, "Look at the sands, like the Egyptian paintings. Look at how they walk. Look at that. That's what they look like. Do that. Do that. And then you're and good. so then the next lines are if they move too quick, and then brackets O A O, which rhymes with "Don't you know," which comes back to what you said earlier. Yeah, although falling they, down they don't like do a that domino. later on. So maybe it's not that big a deal, but hey, what are you going to do? But hey, it is, I think it's a cheeky move to rhyme something with a, just like a, just not back, scat, but like an offhand noise, basically. Yeah. But yeah, so the, what, what the next line is saying, and it's stupid, it, does, it really means nothing, is if one person in the, this lineup of people doing the sand dance moves too quickly, everybody's going to fall down like dominoes, right? Because they're going to bump into each other. Yeah, it's also kind of fun, because like, Obviously, <laughs> like ancient Egypt wasn't two dimensional. Like they just drew them that way. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's envisioning uh, like, well, everyone in Egypt was always falling over because they couldn't get past each other. Like that's <laughs> kind of absurd as well. Yeah, that is completely absurd. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a very much taking the the uh, the paintings at face value and being like, that was Egypt. If one of those dudes moves too quick, it's a national disaster. They better watch out for that jackal man. <laughs> he looks dangerous. Is that which one is the jackal man? Is uh, that I don't remember who is who. Anubis. Um, that's Anubis, Anubis yeah, right? That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna that, say. You think of all the ones? Like I should owl. remember that one. Horus was like a hawk, I think. Oh yeah. Since we're talking about this, I should mention this because this is probably how, this is maybe how a lot of people know this song recently is in the third season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, this is the ending credits for the first half. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't gotten that far. Yeah, they've only got the first... I'm going to call it two seasons, even though they call it one. They got the first two arcs on Netflix. Okay, that would be why. Love that fucking show. Okay, with that, let's move on to the second verse, which says, All the bizarre men, that's B-A-Z-A-A-R and not bizarre like weird, by the Nile, they got the money on a bet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. I think... Like, these I, are guys selling stuff. These are guys selling stuff by the Nile, and it says they got the money on the bet. Now, I think that just means that they're gambling, right? I guess. Like, that's what I think, I think this is a very simple... Um, Maybe... Okay, so maybe... No, because what are gold crocodiles? <laughs> Let's take this one as a whole. So the next line is gold crocodiles, OAO. They snap their teeth on your cigarette, which rhymes with bet. It does. Um, it seems, again, it seems nonsensical. I, I can't un- uncover any, like, I can't think of any, like, symbolism there. Other than, like, they're talking about money, the crocodiles are gold, and now they're snapping your cigarette. So, like, is the money, the money's biting at you, but metaphorically? 
Yeah, that could be it. It's about bringing so down capitalism. The first line. Or the first two lines. So the first couplet can be read as all the bizarre men, so all the, the merchants basically by the Nile, they have earned their fortune on on a on gambling, or they are they have a large sum of money on a current bet. But they and got money. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Are the gold crocodiles money? So is money coming back like is is it like the the po- the positive negative nature of like too much money is a bad thing because it makes you greedy or whatever. Yeah, well, here's this is the gold crocodiles could actually still be the bizarre men. True. Because they lie in wait, right? Because crocodiles, that's basically how they just kind of hunt, is they just chill and wait. Right, right. They kind of look like a log or whatever. And then they'll, and like, in, uh, along with merchants, these guys will get right up in your face so close that, like, they'll snap the cigarette like eating out your of your cigarette. mouth. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense as just imagery. I'm still trying or... to make it anti-establishment song. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, but it could also be... I mean, in that light, there's certainly not good people being gold crocodiles. Right. But it could also be, and this is a very, very literal and stupid interpretation, they've got their money on a bet, which you are somehow a part of, and the bet is whether or not you can get a gold crocodile to snap a cigarette out of your teeth. And survive? And survive. Like, whether it will just take the cigarette, or whether it will bite your whole fucking head off. uh... And that okay. is, that's lunacy, that's ludicrous. I don't think that is what they're saying with these lines, but just maybe. But I guess that's part of it. Like, if, if the gold crocodile is snapping your cigarette, they've got to be really close to you. And, like, that means they're almost biting your head off. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think probably the gold crocodiles being the, the salesman makes the most sense. Right. Because they could be giving you a deal. They could get just that close, or they could fucking just rob you pretty much, right? Yeah. And that's... It's again, it is just like this kind of neat vignette. It's like, with one line, we know we're at a bazaar by the Nile. And then it's just like, there's crocodiles, and you get the image of, uh, like, a big fucking jaw taking the cigarette from a regular mouth. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just fun. And then... And then the foreign types, with the hookah pipes, sing along. Say... Walk like an Egyptian. So foreign types, does that just mean, like, Middle Easterners? Yeah, I think they're just like, hey, people who aren't, like, American standard, what we would think of as American. I, they're all American, right? Yeah, well, the, this... Who uh, smoke hookah pipes. Seems to have a, 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 an element of, like, Eastern... Myst- oh, it's co- what we call it is Orientalism, where you put a like a mystical quality on the Far East. Right. But it seems to be just applying that on the East in general. Right. And it's all. And I, I mean, I don't know where a hookah is from necessarily. Hmm. Um. I would think like Middle East, West Asia. Yeah, that's what I, I think know. of when I think of it, right? Because even playing, like, I think of the game got to be the first assassin's creed because you would often like run around through the cities there and there'd just be a dude like in the streets sitting on a cushion just hitting his hookah <laughs> so that's uh is that the, is that what we call the chorus is that the chorus of this song um well it changes so i think it's right. a refrain yeah it's a refrain okay 
Yeah. And is the lion walk like an Egyptian supposed to be advice? Well, it's it's like a dance song, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know about the advice, <clears throat> but it's like um, uh, songs that tell you how to dance, like, uh, what's it called? The, oh, like... The Time Warp. Yeah. Except... We're talking about the Time Warp a little later, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so, speaking of Time Warps... Yeah. We've been warped to the blonde waitresses who take their trays, they spin around, and they cross the floor. They got the moves. Oh, hey, oh. You drop your drink, then they bring you more. So, that's professional. So is this just trying to say, like, hey, you know, when waitresses are, like, holding a tray out in front of them, they kind of look like Egyptian paintings? Is that all it is? Yeah! You know what? That's 100% it. This person thought it was referring to 1950s drive-in diners where the waitresses moved around on skates. Which it would be. Yeah. Just, like, specifically in profile, it's kind of a similar shape to, like, hieroglyphics. Yeah, that's 100% what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you got this. Spin around and across the floor. And then, I guess, again, referring to this dance, there's this kind of rhythm. So they say they got the moves. And then it's you drop your drink, and then they bring you more. It's just this, like, series of steps. Like, this is what happens. Yeah, and it's all so fast. And still kind of nonsensical. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it paints the scene. And But although the second part starts talking about, like, school kids. Yeah, all the school kids so sick of books. They like the punk and the metal bands. The punk and the, the metal bands. Oh, way oh, they're walking oh, like yeah. an Egyptian. So I wonder if walking like an Egyptian has a sort of attitude to it as well, right? Maybe. Maybe walk see I was thinking of walking like an Egyptian as falling in line. They literally before say like walk too fast, you'll hit the guy in front of you. But right. I wonder if it's maybe supposed to be more defiant or maybe it's just unclear or none of those things. Or is it referring to, like, uh, just adopting a certain behavior in, like, certain scenarios? How so? like, when, when Liam first saw it, allegedly, there was no real source on this, but people adopting this behavior to get onto the ferry, and it, not because it was, they were told to do that, or even, they just, everyone naturally did that. Right. Because so maybe it's just ta- talking about, like, naturally shared behaviors that's sort of like almost hive mind thing yeah like sometimes not enforced like, through like an authoritarian structure yeah, but it's just like there's through. a physical bottleneck here we are people mm-hmm. we need to get through that so there's a way we need to act you're right yeah and they would through. put one hand up in front to kind of you know help them navigate that group and then right. one in the back maybe to kind of push people away so people don't touch their butt yeah, you gotta you gotta protect your butt in high school. Oh yeah, the amount of hands that were grabbing for my ass back in the day—too fucking many. Let me yeah. tell you, dangerous game. It's dangerous. That's why you gotta. I mean, you're so sick of the books weighing you down. You gotta this yeah. punk and metal band. Because yeah, that teaches you how to how to work your body a little, and you know you get out that anger about people touching your butt. And then you walk like an Egyptian. And there's, a, I'm imagining the walk like an Egyptian. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, but there's a little bit of a head bob to it, right? Yeah, I mean, they were even doing it in the music video a bit. Yeah. But I have an idea. Yeah, I, I don't think they gave too much direction, but 
It seemed like people seem to do that. But that's probably Just part like of that sandbag thing. If I was thing. to casually walk like an Egyptian right now, I'd put one arm up and the other one down, and if I was moving it, if I was walking forward, I would bob my head with the steps. I for sure would. Yeah, I just did it right now. Yeah. You can't see so, it, though. Like, and that's also kind of like bobbing your head to the punk and metal music, you know? I suppose, yeah. They're like, they're like headbanging, kind of. Mm-hmm. Obviously a much more tame version of it in the walking like an Egyptian, but right. there's still that shared element. Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely, like, there's kind of parallels there. Yeah. It is, like, maybe it's sort of about this, like, worldwide dance, almost, that no one knows they're doing. Yeah, it it, it does seem to be weird, like, whoa, sorry, I hit my thing. It's, like, like, I don't remember learning about this. I, I didn't even hear the song Walk Like an Egyptian until shockingly recently. Mm-hmm. At least not that I really? remember. Not, like, for this week, but it was, like... It's not like, like, I always knew about it, right? And if someone oh, said right. to walk like an Egyptian, I'd know what to do. It's this yeah. weird, like, at least for us, like, shared cultural consciousness thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it must be in, like, a Looney Tunes cartoon or something. Not this song, but the concept. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, but, I mean, we all know what Egyptian hieroglyphics look like. Yeah. And the song itself is kind of about that as well. Like you were saying, it's about people figuring out together wordlessly like how to work together which is kind of related mm-hmm. almost yeah i That's... i can't like take that all the way but i feel like there's something there yeah there is some element here of uh like an unspoken unconsciously thought of like communal effort mm-hmm. something it's interesting something like that something like that and then uh, I guess what are the, all the kids in the marketplace? And this is our refrain again: "Say wayo wayo, walk like an Egyptian." Is that marketplace the bazaar? It could be. It very well could be. I don't know that it matters. Yeah, because I guess the marketplace just like the mall, right? Because like maybe the bazaar and the marketplace are both the same like metaphor for whatever. Just right. It is kid, a place. It's just like gathering. a place where people are. Yeah. I, I don't and know. Kids, at least in American culture, always usually get together at the mall after school, right? Or during school, if you were us. But yes. <laughs> but like, it's it's often been a place where teens hang out. So right. to say the marketplace is something that's maybe more, at least in the '80s, viewed as more Egyptian. And so it was like these kids go to the marketplace and walk like an Egyptian. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like the um, next, the next verse. Yeah, so this is this is the time warp verse, right? Yeah, this is like directions. This is how to do the dance, but it mm-hmm. like doesn't even last the full time because each verse is kind of two sections. Yeah, it's two we're, we're couplets saying, essentially. Yeah, and like they're just like, hey, this is how you do the walk like an Egyptian, and then it's like done. It's this part almost made me feel like it was like a parody of that kind of song because they were like, yeah. this is how you do the dance, done. Like it's nothing. It's such a small part of the song. It really is. Because it's a simple move. I honestly forgot about it until we just got to it now. (laughs) So how you walk like an Egyptian for the folks at home, you slide your feet up the street, bend your back, shift your arm, then you pull it back. And that's it. And that's that's the first half of it. And then life's hard, you know. Oh, way oh. So strike a pose on a Cadillac. So is striking a pose on a Cadillac the 1986 version of dabbing on a hater? (laughs) 
Because, like, I don't know. It's kind of a defiant action. And, okay. So. Okay, yep, that's like, gotta be it. Like, I don't know what culture was like back then i wasn't around but i have to imagine it's something well yeah if you want to talk about your anti-establishment stuff people with cadillacs are rich motherfuckers right yeah it's like we sometimes they have deadhead stickers on the back of them exactly ironically but like that's that's the other reason i kept coming to this like anti-establishment idea was like the cadillac lyric and i was like oh there's a cadillac lyric there's got to be something about the establishment Mm-hmm. But I, I don't right, know. Right, because this leads right into the one about cops and donut shops. Yeah. So at least this part, I, I really started to think about that, but I can't quite bring it again all the way. Yeah, there's like these loose ideas present, and the thing is you never know if it was intentional or if just because we are making it our job to analyze these that we are just pulling conclusions that don't exist. And we're looking real hard. Yeah. Um, strike a pose on a Cadillac. It makes me it makes me think of Ferris Bueller for some reason. I, probably the right time period. Yeah, I guess. I like I get because he just seems like the kind of dude who would do that. He'd be like, "Look, I'm striking a pose on a Cadillac. Isn't that joyful? Isn't it though? Yeah, 1986 is the same year. Hey, fucking a. But um, hang on, I've lost my tab. <laughs> Because maybe the idea is that, like, you know life is hard, so you might not be able to... OAO, yeah. So you might not be able to get a Cadillac, but they're around. You can strike a pose on one. Somebody can shoot a picture. Take a picture with your Polaroid. Yeah. Welcome to 1986. You won't figure out what you're supposed to do with that Polaroid till the early 2000s when a little group called Hey Ya... No, just kidding. A little group called (laughs) Outkast released a track called Hey Ya... (laughs) To tell you how to develop a Polaroid image <laughs> i have all these undeveloped polaroids <laughs> that don't work for some reason <laughs> something's wrong if only i knew what to do with them so then we go into if you want to find all the cops they're hanging out in the donut shop they sing and dance oao they spin the clubs cruise down the block so like billy clubs they're just like spinning yeah billy clubs? so they hang out at the donut shops and they're they're basically cutting loose they're singing and dancing and then they're so they're pretty lighthearted about their jobs. The whole thing is pretty lighthearted, and I don't know. I I really want to work in the the anti-establishment angle, but I I can't get anything out of that. Well, look at these fucking schlubs. They oh, hang out just, at the donut shops. They're singing they and sing dancing. They sing and dance on duty while at the donut shops, and then they're like, "Well, time to get back to work." It's like, what gives these guys the right to wield fucking clubs they're just when all cruising. they're doing is? Sloughing back donuts and dancing, presumably to hit jams. Pulling out the clubs for no reason, cruising around. Yeah, probably because there's always that image of like just like the whistling cop, just kind of spinning around his club, right? And he's right. not necessarily a threat. True. True. Yeah, I don't know but... what to think about it because then after after the next verse, it says all the cops in the donut shop say "wayo wayo wayo wayo." They're also walking like an Egyptian. Egyptian. So, yeah. I I don't know if it's just unclear. Again, maybe there was some intent there. Maybe not. Maybe it's just unclear. Maybe it's absolutely nothing there at all. Like maybe right. So in we in the the one verse we haven't talked about here, all the Japanese with their yen, the party boys call the Kremlin, 
and the Chinese know Oweo. They walk the line like Egyptian. Egyptian. This idea, this idea of walking the line. Because you're so it's mine? about striking a fine balance instead of maybe just following the leader. Right, and we were talking about those like that like shared experience sort of situation, and now it's going like international. Yeah, so it's Japanese kind of, people with their yen are doing it, which I don't. Yeah, I, are so the, are the Kremlin considered party boys, or are there a group of party boys who are calling the Kremlin? I don't know why they would do that, but they must be Russian, right? Yeah. Oh wait a minute, are they the United States government? Because there's, like, the red phone, which I don't know if that existed oh, as yeah. a red phone. But, like, if you're going to call the Kremlin, that's what you're going to use. That's not So are yeah, they referring maybe. to the United States government as the party boys? The party boys call the Kremlin. That could very well be it. Again, still, there's so many, like, maybes, and I just can't think of a good explanation for it. Yeah, I would fucking love if we got some listener feedback on this. It would be... It would be pretty cool. That would be cool to see what other people are thinking about on this, because I, I don't know. It's The more I look at these lyrics, like I like before we got into this, I was just like, yeah, it's just fun, light lyrics. And now we're talking about it. It's like, oh, there's all these things it could be. And yeah, and nothing's like, nothing really points to it being those, but it's, it's a Yeah, definite, like nothing for, like we had a, like a smoking gun, so to speak. It would be like, this is what the song's about, and that's why everything connects to this. But mm-hmm. Without that, we just kind of have these loose interpretations. Which are fun. But, yeah, mm-hmm. if someone else finds something. So why do you think the Chinese know so much about walking like an Egyptian? Especially in 1986. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, everybody knows. Right? That's right. Well, they do now. All you do is you slide your feet up the street, bend your back, shift your arm, then you pull it back. Is that simple? Um, yeah, so that's really, we've covered all the lyrics there. Yeah. We couldn't come to many conclusions, unfortunately, but. No, but I think we pulled out some fun little evocative ideas there. Yeah. It's interesting. It is. I would love to hear what other people think of it. Because, like, even, like, the genius page, which I will shit on because it is genius, but <laughs> it had two notations throughout the yeah, whole song? Yeah, it's pretty sparse. Yeah. Which are, like, more like facts. Like, this is similar to this. And this is similar yeah. to this. And other than that, it's, like, no real interpretations of anything, just connections. Which is Yeah, just yeah. connections. Which, I mean, good on them, because that's probably where genius shines. I've never been True. super impressed with their lyrical interpretations. Yeah, we have disagreed with them on several occasions. On most occasions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. With that, um, should we let's let's talk about the the instrumentals in just kind of plain terms, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, comes in. So we. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yep. No, you go <laughs> ahead. Uh, it comes in with just like some drums, which is of course the drum machine we were talking about earlier. Yeah, and a tambourine and as well, I believe. Which but that obviously that's, drum machine tambourine. That's Debbie. Debbie. That's Debbie. I think that's Debbie. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying be. to remember I, my. Yeah, I don't know. Could you bangles. do tambourine on a? You could do tambourine on a drum machine. In the music video, she's playing the tambourine. Yeah, it's definitely her in the music video. Yeah, Debbie. Yeah, Debbie Peterson. Okay. And, and we get uh, so, like we said, we get a new singer on each verse. Except not Debbie. Debbie just except gets to Debbie. play the tambourine. Maybe. Right, Debbie. 
actually, Stay in, in your lane. I saw a later live version from like 2001, and she was playing mm-hmm. an acoustic guitar. Hmm. Yeah. It's actually a live version and not the like music video that's kind of a live version, or it's supposed to look like it. Right. We'll get to that. Just, so this one's got a good, uh, like a good driving baseline. It's sort of just like doom, 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 doom. Yeah, I mean, you, this song could survive off the like drum and bass parts for quite a while, probably. And it pretty much does. Yeah. There's not the guitar much only really comes else. in like honestly at the solo. Yes, yeah, so there's a guitar. So there's like a guitar that's like strumming chords, but it's mm-hmm. pretty infrequent, and it's not a whole lot. There's also like kind of a, like a ringing, like a bell or a gong sort of sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Which yeah. I wasn't sure if it was an actual bell or gong or or just something synthesized. Yeah, well, I yeah. even wonder about the whistling that happens after the solo. I don't. That almost sounds like it was synthesized to me. Ah, could have been. Could have been. But that's, it might have like, just been because I noticed it mostly in the music video. Right. And it very obviously clearly does not match up with the whistling that oh yeah you can actually said it to debbie who was doing yes it really doesn't look like she's whistling at all so it could be Mm -hmm. but they did present it as a real whistle so they do yeah so uh what else did i have to say about this um yeah the song is like very dependent on the drums absolutely which we'll see in some makes... other versions. Sometimes they do change the drums, and it actually works reasonably well. I, mm-hmm. Which I, which seems like it should be a risky thing, but yeah, absolutely. To basically take out the the fucking backbone of a song and change mm-hmm. it is pretty risky. And they there's like a synth for some kind of noises, and the in the second version of the solo because they do that as the kind of fade out, right. And that's pretty much the, like the chemical the makeup of this instrumentally. Right, because they've... Yeah, the end is like... There's like a guitar riff playing. But I think there's two guitars. Uh, it's very possible. And uh, and then it just fades out. Yeah. And right, let's talk about the music video. It's catchy, and I had the rhythm like in my head all week. And it's yeah, ta- it's a tapping good along, fucking rhythm. Like on any time there's a surface in front of me. So, do you know that the music video for Walk Like an Egyptian was nominated for Best Group Video at the 1987 MTV Video Music Awards? I did, but I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah, it's just live footage, but with some dumb footage interspersed. Yeah, is it fake live footage? I will tell you this. There is a popular scene from the video. Hoffs was filmed in a close-up where her eyes moved from side to side, looking left and right. Yes. When asked about the scene in an interview with online magazine PlanetOut.com, Hoffs explained that she was actually looking at individual audience members during the video shoot, which took place with a live audience. Okay. Looking directly at individual audience members was a technique she used to overcome stage fright. She was unaware that the camera had a close-up on her while she was employing this technique, switching between one audience member on her left and one on her right. The other thing about that part was after, list, after watching it, I realize you can hear her inhale sl- <laughs> slightly at that part in the song, even not in the video. Oh, okay. And she, like, does the inhale in the video as well. It's kind of, I don't know. I didn't notice that otherwise. Yeah, it's like that's, the, I didn't even notice that now, so I'll have to take a look at that. Which I think so means... I can, I can assure you there was a live audience. Whether they actually played the song for that audience, or if it was strictly done to match the... Uh, 
the recorded performance, I can't tell you. Yeah, I guess if it was a shoot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, yeah, there's a lot of big hair in this video. Um, yeah. No one is on the drums, which I thought was weird at first, but it is a drum machine. It is a drum machine, that's correct. Um, and then there's a part where, like, the image slides over, and it's, like, the band. They do the, like, walk, Egyptian walk. Sorry, yeah. I'm not close enough Are you to the talking microphone. to your harmonica mic there? No, I just moved away from the microphone. Let me try that <laughs> okay. again. They're doing, like, the Egyptian walk thing, and it's, like, pushes the screen aside. So now it's, like, this white background, and they're all in Which their, was like, revolutionary costumes. at the time. Yes, revolutionary special effects. Amazing. 1986. And then... 1986? Or, I don't know, maybe they shot the video later. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it might be 87. I don't know. But, um... And then it, like, cuts to just people attempting poorly in most cases to do this egyptian walk yeah so you get like construction no, they're, they're like movers they're like putting stuff in a truck or whatever and they stop to fucking do that there's just like a person on the street um, right some of the ones they computer edit it so this woman's like sitting but she's doing the egyptian arm at this guy who's talking yeah that's princess diana right <laughs> and and prince charles like damn that's you know she was what is that? was that was it in that time was that like a disrespect move to do the egyptian arm on somebody <laughs> maybe uh, <laughs> was that typing sound you googling that yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so i mean i i couldn't remember when princess diana died that's what i was that's what i was oh um, googling. Good it was about when 10 was it? it was about 10 years after this okay so yes it's, <laughs> it's good <laughs> They weren't using Princess Diana, like, disrespectfully. Yeah. But yeah, they've, like, poorly edited this video of Princess Diana sitting behind Charles talking. If, uh, and she's doing like, the, like, Egyptian play arm the, thing. Uh, the Walk Like an Egyptian music video after the death of Princess Diana. Probably. Like, they must have, right? If they had a directive, yeah. like, hey, don't play it during the Gulf War. You'd think they would also do it after the death of Princess Diana, but yeah. I don't know. So that's who that is. Diana, they got uh, they actually do have waitresses at one point mm-hmm. doing doing their waitress thing and doing the Egyptian arms. You got a lot of people, and uh, even actually, oh, I noticed this: the live audience is doing the Egyptian hand in the in the crowd. Oh, I didn't notice that. It's a, it's almost Damn. like a, a fist pump. Yeah, it's it's very similar to a fist bump, but they had right. open palm, you know, instead of closed fist. Right. So it's safer. Yeah, maybe. Um, I also wanted to call call this out. I forgot before. Uh, when the band are seen in the like white background with their costumes on, Mickey Steele doesn't quite get the Egyptian dance. She's just got like her hands straight, like it's not her wrist isn't bent at all. So, mm. come on, Mickey. Get with the program. Maybe she has a uh, carpal tunnel syndrome. You think she could do, like, a 12-second shot? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. These musicians, you know how they are. You start shooting a film one day, the next day they cut their hair, and you're like, oh, okay. Damn it. We'll just let that fucking happen, See I guess. See if anyone notices. I didn't notice at first. That's for sure. I noticed, god damn it. <laughs> so... So then there's like a bunch of cuts, there's a couple cuts back and forth between the live show and 
and the like people in the streets. There's a part where like they show the white background shots, but they're like all distorted and all over the screen. Yeah. And then they show another edited scene of Momar Gaddafi walking like an Egyptian. Yeah. So that's fun. I mean, he's. That is something they do. Yeah, they do that a couple times with uh, international figures. Yeah. Yeah, including the Statue of Liberty. And it, yeah, it ends on the Statue of Liberty, or more or less. That's the yeah, last that's one. Yeah, pretty anyway. much the, the closing shot. Um, <laughs> and the YouTube comment section on this is a hundred percent JoJo's Bizarre Adventure references. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. So yeah, it's a it's a music video that I think suits the song fairly well. Yeah, it is goofy. I feel like it could have been, well, obviously I feel like this song could have been a lot more in terms of like its topics because we keep bringing this up. But like the video could have played into that too. And it didn't really. 100%. Not a big deal. The video could have definitely interacted with the lyrics and maybe brought out some of that meaning we were looking for. Yeah, Even like it's kind of a series of vignettes. So they could have done that. And all they really did was show people walking in the street. It wasn't really like vignette, like there wasn't stories or anything. Yeah, so I feel it like it plays in more with the like time warp understanding of it as just like teaching people a song or like a dance rather. Right, which it seems like they did out in the street and then just filmed. It seems him. like they didn't. If you saw those people dancing, well, just, walk like an Egyptian. And they're like, "What? Do <laughs> like, it? What do you mean? <laughs> like it's it's quite simple. You you just gotta you just gotta slide your feet up the street, bend your back, shift your arm, and pull it back." I'm simple. in a truck. It's simple. <laughs> Up the street. Simple. Uh, slide your feet. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's fun. The like old footage is amusing, but it, yeah, not super exciting. Yeah, it's definitely like it is 100 percent a product of this time. I don't think they could get away with this as a music video today, Maybe unless it was not. like a remember the 80s kind of flashback thing. Yeah, I don't know with that like combination of the footage i feel like we're much more dynamic nowadays most music videos i've seen is just like like they'll film one dance several times in different backgrounds and outfits and just cut between them yeah that's what i see a lot oh yeah. i don't see a lot of music videos though i'll admit that's true yeah they're like, they play at the gym i mostly just watch them for artists that i know who are like i've released this music video and you're like oh, okay yeah sure yeah and it's kind of neat. You're like, that was kind of neat. And they're like, thank you. I practiced the whole dance. You're like, that's cool. And it was neat. It was neat. Should we talk about, should we jump into our covers here, my man? I think we should. We're about an hour in, so. Holy fuck. Yeah, we're at 54, according to me. Yeah, apparently, we had a lot more to say about Walk Like an Egyptian than I expected. Than, yeah, I had ever expected. So let's talk about Five in Love in the year 2004. That's the first one we're talking about. All the old paintings on the tomb, they do the sand dance, don't you know? If they move too quick, they're falling down like a domino. All the bazaar men by the Nile, they got the money on a bet. Gold crocodile. Yes. They're an Austrian swing, jive, R&B, and neo-swing group. Neo-swing? Yeah. Okay. that's That's when you do swing, but you also do that thing from the Matrix where you, like, Throw your back out. And everything is neon? Yeah. Sweet. 
So I was surprised to find out these guys were Austrian because their English has no trace of an Austrian accent. Yeah, I didn't pick that up at all. I forgot to look these guys up, actually. They do not sound like Arnie. Not at all. Although... So what they do do is they open the song with the bass line on a stand-up bass. They do. They do. This one is very, like... I mean, this one's really got the stand-up bass sound. And, like, I yeah. think there's a piano as well that's doubling it. And it's really good. And there's a saxophone. Yeah, buddy, we've got saxophones on this. Yeah, like... It's like a, it's like a jazz kind of show tune piece somewhere in that thing. It's really... I guess that's... Jive? Swing jive. That might be jive. Swing jive, rhythm and blues. That might be swing jive's R&B neo swing. Could be. That's what it sounds and like to get, me. And we get uh, the the guitar does a little kind of like a muted sort of performance. Like yeah, it's very like jazzy guitar yeah, sound. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this version. I think because of the vocals. Really. My favorite part that they do is when they talk about doing the dance, he does it as spoken word, right? And he says, life is hard. And then the backup vocals give the saddest sounding OAOs you ever fucking hear. Hang on, I gotta check that out. You gotta check it out. It's the best part of this song, dude. It's what's really sold me on this performance is just that. I'll give you a second. Life is hard, you know. OAO. OAO. <laughs> okay. And yeah, that's, that's just like if the cuff, if the idea of this song, because we couldn't come to a clear conclusion from the lyrics, but what we got from Susanna Hoffs is that fun and lightheartedness is kind of at the core of this piece. Then I think that kind of performance that we get from Five and Love here really demonstrates that they understand that. Yeah, they're definitely having a fun time with this one. Yeah, and I mean, other than that, I think. It's got a real, like, good groove to it, the original. Yeah. And, like, they keep that groove up, but, like, just change it into a slightly different thing. And, yeah, it's, it's a fun one, mm -hmm. for sure. They definitely keep that, yeah, that same groove, that same kind of progression that keeps the song lively while using a different instruments and kind of putting it in that more jazzy context. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like this one. I really don't have much else to say beyond that. Because there's, there's not, like, a super notable, like, this is the thing they did differently in this one. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, they did it well. Fucking A. Let's talk about the Papini sisters in 2007. All the old paintings on the tomb, they do the sundowns, don't you know? If they move too quick, they're falling down like a domino. All the bazaar men by them, now they got the money on a bet. Go crocodile. Close harmony vocal trio backed by a three-piece band that was they were listed as a band that Five and Love were interested in on their Facebook page. Oh, how about that? Well, how about that? There's a lot of similarities between these versions. Oh, 100%. that's for sure. Um, they both got the like double bass thing going on, and like, although these guys are are or these sisters, they're like harmonizing the whole time. Yeah. And the drums sound a little differently. They're kind of like yeah, very like uh, snare. Yeah, involved on this. Yeah. Snary. Little, little snary. Snarini. <laughs> the Snarini sisters. But that's their three-piece band they're backed by. They just do the vocals. Right. They're the, I don't know, the Supremes of this yeah. situation. 
Um, so good there's uh, we get comparison? like a guitar sting on this occasionally after the after the titular line "Walk like an Egyptian." Afterwards, so after yeah. they do the first refrain, yeah, it'll be like boom. It'll be just a, a quick guitar sting. Um, this I one th- has these uh, the string section that seems to be aiming for like a kind of Egyptian vibe. Yes, they do that like uh, kind of Middle Eastern sound. I don't know what the scale is called. Mm, but is it, it might be it's not the Arabian scale, is it? Uh maybe. I think it's a different like tuning. Uh they probably oh, okay. wouldn't have to. You can play like uh, uh it's one of the minor scales. I don't remember which one. It sounds I'm gonna say harmonic minor. Kinda has that sound to it. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I know like on my electric or um, digital piano, like there's tuning options and you can put like Arabian tuning or or Arabic tuning, I guess. And it sounds like, like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's that kind yeah, of that's, sound. That's definitely the cool part of the song is those strings and their sort of a vocal yodeling section, I've called it. As if, as if there were a different version of yodeling besides the vocal kind. I guess the vocal yodels. The yeah da 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 is that you talking about? Yeah, which we I think referenced at the start of this episode. We did. I, I dropped the intro. We absolutely so obviously did. that stuck with us. I'm trying to remember if they do any whistling in this one. I don't have a note on whistling. I don't but think most they do. The versions do have whistling. I think they might have subbed it for uh, the the yodeling bit. Yeah, that makes some sense. Plus they have the strings, so they've got enough going on. Yeah, like I don't like their standard singing voices. Okay. It's just a little too flat for me. All right. Whereas, like, we've talked, like, the original has this kind of attitude to it, right? Right. This is more like 60s, standing in front of a mic, stick your hands out in front of you. You know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? You bend, yeah, exactly. You bend your... Like you the know Supremes. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of, uh, maybe less inherently lively than, like, jumping around on stage with an instrument. Mm-hmm. But that Not- being said, like I like the the unique sections they added to this. Yeah, it's got some cool sounds, which makes sense with the uh, with the song. Yeah, yeah, it's cool to see people try to actually incorporate an Egyptian style, whether it is authentic or not. Yeah, it definitely makes me think of that, whether it's accurate mm-hmm. uh, or not. I don't know. Hard for me to say. <laughs> Should we talk about Wilman de Jesus? Yeah, is it Wilman? Wilman? I guess uh, I always want to say it. De like, what? No, I always want to say it like Vilman, but like I don't think that's right. Is it pronounced Luis Guzman? <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Luis Guzman. Also, would it be Jesus? I'm here to talk about. It's probably yeah, De Jesus. You're yeah. right. Um, he's I don't... Latin apparently. Yeah, he's like Dominican, I think Dominican Republic. Oh, okay, that makes sense because he's got mad dready dreads. Yeah, but like there's lots of Spanish, so. Yeah. So this was the the first single he ever released. He's listed as a rapper. Which, he does some kind of rapping here. Yeah, but it's mostly I like only singing. managed to take out pieces of it, because some of it is in Spanish. Yes, I barely got any of it. If Here's it, what like, I've got from okay. that rap breakdown section, which occurs in this song. 
He says, say hello. We never stop. Move your body. Cool. So it is, it's still like a directions, like dance directions song. Yeah. But also maybe the Spanish part would, would, uh. Well, I feel, yeah, I feel like all the light. important parts are <laughs> in Spanish. Could very well, yeah. Uh, and I have no idea what he says at all. Um, this one, this one also, the very beginning, like he opens on the whistling. This one really, f- or not like, like mm. he does it very early on. Oh yeah, he and does like a shouty bit riff too. at the beginning. This one's yeah, because he does. I, I called it Jamaican shouting until I realized he was uh, Latin. Maybe. Yeah, but I feel like that wouldn't be out of place in a reggae mix because this does have a semi reggae vibe to it. Like I mean, electronic reggae. There's, like there's for sure similarities. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, he opens with an Uno Dos Tres. Oh, is that what he says? How did I miss that? You think that would be the one thing I would understand? Yeah, you would think. <laughs> but that's what he yep. does. Yeah. And a... Yeah, and then... Because this one... And then that whistle, which is is uh, used a lot in this version. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, like, I wasn't crazy about this version, but that is a good choice to lean on that whistling. Yeah, because it's taking something... I mean, especially, usually when you, like, sample. It's not really a sample, but almost. Mm-hmm. You, like, pick up a, a, a hook or whatever. And, yeah. and that's a good thing to pick. Like it's a, it's a recognizable rhythm. Uh, yeah, it's a recognizable it feels sound very and like, like you can dance melody. to it a bit. Yeah, and they do it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the beats changed a, around a bit as well. It sounds more more Latin, and I think it's more mm-hmm. of a like dembo style, which okay. the original almost kind of is as well. But this mm. is more explicit, I think. I, I'll agree to that without yeah. knowing what you mean by it. Okay. It's like that, like the Latin beat, the like Despacito beat. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which they use here. And it's, it, it seems like it's similar in the original, but there's some differences that I can't articulate because I don't know rhythm that well. That's fair. But uh, it's it's got like it's got a dancey rhythm rhythm to it. This is definitely a dance track. Mm-hmm. It's got a sort of I called it a buzzy synth at one point, and unfortunately I haven't denoted where that is in case you missed it. Yeah, so I, I, I I will the synth the bass is it playing the bass line? It very well maybe because like after the first verse I think the there's a synthesizer playing the bass line and then they just like open up the filter a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds brighter, so maybe that's oh, what you're okay. thinking of. That might be what I'm thinking of. Definitely get some higher frequencies in there. Oh, and he's got a big group for the the OAOs on this for the backup vocals. It's yes. almost it's not a choir, but it is a large group, like a chorus type situation. Like everyone yeah. is at this party and they're shouting out OAO, OAO. Yeah, should we with that? Should we talk about the music video, which is yeah, at least for part of it, everyone had a party. Yeah, it was a big party. So they're dancing at a pool. That's like the that's your A roll. He's also to... no, sorry. Go ahead. He's also wearing um, yellow and green, which is mm-hmm. like Jamaican colors. Severely Jamaican, yes. Um, I just wanted to point that out. Also, it says 1984, so it's not related to the original song. 
That's too Unless bad. it maybe is, and they got the year Remember, wrong. that's like when we watched uh, that arcade, not Arcade Fire, Ale- Alexis on Fire? No, the Ataris. Right. Um, Boys of Summer, where that tree just had, like, random fucking years in it. Oh, yeah, that didn't mean anything? <laughs> it meant fuck all. <laughs> so, maybe it's just know. a cool shirt. Yeah, you must just I, I will that support shirt. that. It's a solid shirt. It was a good shirt. He looks good in this. Yeah. So, there's also, like, there's women with, with, like, re- And they are the women control. who are dancing on his immediate left and right in those shots. Right. Yes. And then they have remote control things, and they're, like, pointing them at people. And, and like, it, it apparently makes them walk like an Egyptian. Controlling them. Yeah. So, so maybe there's something there. I don't know. So a man is skateboarding. The first shot we get is a man skateboarding. Then these two women roll in with their like individual remote controls, like the ones you would get for like an RC car. And yeah. then it makes him do the fucking arms. So my question is this, Alex. Why do they need two fucking remotes? Uh, they're sign- they both control one arm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, oh, I guess it controls like one, like one controls your forearm, and then one controls like your bicep zone. It must. It must. I mean, having well, either having that, or it's like a co-op situation, or like an octodad where somebody controls the lower half and somebody controls the upper half. Well, then they clearly have a lot of practice because they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, they're killing it because they do it to a roller skater, and that roller skater doesn't die. Doesn't just and fall then, over immediately. Yeah. Yeah, and they do it to a couple of break dancers as well. And then at the end of the video, they make these people walk like an Egyptian and then sometimes do flips off of a diving board into a pool. Which is cool. Yeah, but how do they make them do the flips? How advanced are these controls? I mean, they've got the two sticks, so. <laughs> they have four sticks between them. You can do anything with four sticks. <laughs> That's what I've always said. There's also, like, a special effects bit where they're dancing around him and there's, like, fire and stuff and colors happening. Yeah, and it's, like, fire and space and just, like, you know, classic dance green screen, basically. And, yeah, that's, like, it's pretty much party. That's it. It's just, like, they decided, they're, like, we need more footage than just us dancing. He was, like, what if? Because it even shows a shot of these remote controls and they have, like, a like a custom built like metal logo on it of like a human body. <laughs> I can't remember if it is walking like an Egyptian or not, but I'm going to lean towards saying yes it is. Must be. And it's like is this some kind of is this like the worst version of the movie Click? Where Christopher <laughs> Christopher Walken's like what if I gave you a remote that can make people walk like a Egyptian. This is. I feel like this version is also, or this video is also, like the original, where like I want to find something there, but I can't quite. You, you desperately want something to get be it? here, because like they're using, using these controllers to control people and make them they walk also, like an Egyptian. And they like shuffle. They move the cop verse earlier on. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that means anything. Like I feel like there's it's it's again like there's almost something, but there's nothing. Yeah, it means that in the booth, Wuman was like, "Oh shit, I did the last verse second. <laughs> Whoops! And then just ran with it. 
But he also has yeah. a rap first, so. That's I don't right. Know. Yeah. I don't know. You know what else they do in the video? They show a guy scratching a record, but there's no record scratch sound. What the fuck, Wilmot? I guess it's just a guy partying, but come on. Yeah, like, if you're gonna have that, I, I need diegetic sounds, you know? Yes, please, yeah. Well, music video with without re- perfect reality? That's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Get that weak mess out of here. Yeah, this this video, yeah, I agree with you. If they had had, if the women were instead, like, cops, and they were making people walk like an Egyptian, and then they, like, overthrew them at the end or something, we would have something here. Yeah, but it, it doesn't seem to quite get there. No, what happens to these people afterwards? They're like, do they wake up and they're like, oh, oh, Jesus, I was in I a feel like state. I've been walking like an Egyptian. An Egyptian? Why is my one arm sore? But just one arm. Why is my carpal tunnel acting up? Oh my goodness. They've struck again. <laughs> oh, with that, let's talk about Eurasia in 2010. Yeah, let's talk about Eurasia. Um. <laughs> Girl group from the Philippines. Yeah, I couldn't find much, so they're Filipina. Okay. I couldn't find much about them. It sounds because there's another group called Eurasia that's just like a bunch of dudes. Okay. Yeah. And another group called Eurythmics. Yeah. So this one also has that kind of Middle Eastern Arabic sound, but it's like a different. Yeah, particularly at the start and the finish, but not yeah. really in the middle. I believe. Now I was looking up instruments, so I'm not 100% on this. But I believe it's called a Mahogany Oud. Yeah. What? A Mahogany Oud. Mahogany Oud. Oud, yeah. Oud. Well, I say Oud, but it's O-U-D, so... Oud! 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 So that, that's the sound they open on. And then there's like a, like a drum machine comes in. And was your okay. version skipping? Like, it sounds like digital skips. Ooh, maybe. Because I feel, feel like that happened a couple times, and I almost, like, just wrote it off because I'm used to that. But, like, this is Spotify. Like, it's got to be on purpose, right? Or did they just so. get a bad version? I don't know. Do you have any particular moments where it skipped? Pretty early on. Let me, let me see if I can. It's like happens, like, right, like, 10 or 11 seconds in. Okay, let me take a look. Yep. Yeah, and it happens a couple times throughout. I don't know if that's just a an artistic choice or if there's like that's got to be a glitch. It doesn't sound at all like no, it doesn't like work with the rhythm or anything. Yeah, but I don't know. It's very strange. This band We're didn't really do much also else in that so. intro. Is there's this like I think it's a voice just going yeah. I don't know what that would be, but it does sound like some sort of like instrument that uses your voice. Like it sounds. Mm-hmm. It's it's odd, and I, I, I couldn't find anything on that one, but I don't know. But it does sound cool. And yeah, that's like, like this Eastern. is similar to was it was it Blood Brothers for Under Pressure that had like the great intro, that sort of jangle pop intro, and then it all went to shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that's how I feel about this one. Even with the record, this one actually had record scratching. Yeah, even with that. It's just like it went to the most like basic pop group version of this after yeah, that 
very exciting intro where you're like, oh, we're going to get into some, like, Shakira nonsense on this or some and then toxic bullshit. Just super straightforward, like, synth- yeah. synthesized pop. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is really just a standard pop mix. Yeah, you're right. We get a record scratch after the say, walk like an Egyptian. Yep, and it goes... But um, <laughs> this is what a record scratch sounds like. But um, there's also a rap verse on this one, which I'm pretty sure is not at all in English. That's right. I've written here there is a foreign language rap breakdown. So I didn't realize they were from the Philippines, so... So I couldn't Hello. translate it like I, like I would have otherwise. Yeah. And uh, we get whistling and tambourine section, which is pretty much ripped right from the original. And yeah, it's uh, pretty straight. Other than they've got some neat sounds at the start and end. Yeah, I would really love to, again, have those kind of stretched out through the whole piece and really make something interesting here. Yeah, and maybe, I mean, maybe there's something in the rap verse. I will say this. It kind of sounds like they list all the band members' names in the rap verse. But it's okay. obviously hard for me to tell. It's, yeah, I should, if I, if I had noticed that, I might have looked at their names. <laughs> I could not find anything on this, this group. I don't know why. Um, I don't know how I was so lucky in my uh, search, but I managed to find it. Maybe my Google search just thinks I want to look at dudes. It's possible. I don't Do know. Do you often just type in dudes or like dudes. the dude? Oh no, I meant to write nudes. Ah, <laughs> oh, not again. Oh, this is just dudes. Yeah, and I'm already jacking off. Oh. <laughs> what am I to do? Uh, but yeah. Speaking of disappointment, are you still there? That, yeah, I'm still here. I was waiting for your segue. The, Take another no. crack at it. No, because I was trying to refer to the version we were on. Oh, okay. You weren't segueing into Getter, Johnny. Let's yeah, let's <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move to that one then. All the old paintings on the tombs that do the sand dance, don't you know? If the mood too quick, go away, or the fun and down like a domino. All the buzz are men by the night that got the money on a bed. Go crop the Let's get her, Jaani. That's uh, J A A N I. She's Estonian. She's Estonian. This is the year 2010 for this one. Oh right. Singer and actress. She was on Eurovision. Hell yeah, she was. And yeah, that's what I know about her. That's yeah. That's the background. So this one's got hand claps for the rhythm. It sounds better than that. That's what hand claps sound like for those of you without hands. Yeah, I wanted an example. Or friends with hands. <laughs> Why would a handed person be friends with an uh, unhanded th- person? Those from the handless village. So, this one has some strumming guitar. Yes, it does. And then a lot of it is like synth stuff going on. But it's like, well, it's like strumming, but it's like, you know what I'm talking about? This yeah. one, I was actually surprised how much this one was based around the guitar. But mm-hmm. also like synthesizer. If yeah, you know, it was like, and but no real element like popped out that much, you know. I do know. I agree. Yeah, it wasn't like there wasn't like a distinctive through line, if that's what you mean. Like, yeah, like in terms of very, a difference, uh, stripped down really, and not with any like power coming from the stripped down instruments that were present. It is shorter. 
That's true. Um, and yeah, none of it was like a really cool new thing. No, certainly not. Other I than I thought there was a music video for this. Turns out it was just a fan-made music video using The Sims. Wow, I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> I could probably get you the link, but man, I was like watching it. I was like, "What the fuck? How is this the official music video for this?" Did it say official music video on it? <laughs> no, and it got to the end. It was like a fucking Gator Johnny. Uh, walk like an Egyptian by Anarchy Cat. I'm like, that is huh. not a company. Anarchy Cat. Come on. <laughs> fucking anarchical cat being like, ah, no systems. <laughs> Have a music video of The Sims. Well, that's The Sims for you. That is The Sims for you. They're, uh, <laughs> the Sims known for breeding anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the entire purpose of The Sims. Get, it, get as much money as possible with cheats. And then build impossible things. That's right. Is that how yeah, everyone yeah. plays Rosebud The Sims? Rosebud cheats all day, man. That's how I played The Sims. Me too. And uh, so yeah, what I've written about this one is it's just another pop version. It's like yeah, the, it's, it really is. Just it's like Eurasia, but without the interesting opening and closing. Yeah, it didn't have much going for it. Yeah. It's uh. Although I do like the name Gator Johnny. Yeah, and in the album artwork, she's got like a top hat on. Kind of yeah. neat. But, and the one thing they do is that they end on the whistling and, like, fade out on the whistle. Mm, which that's right. Which is different, but not much else. Not much else. And that's a good choice. I feel like a, ending on a whistle is a Yeah, a I mean, song. we like the whistle in the other version, and it's a good whistle. Yeah. So, use it. Why not? It's good shit. Let's talk about Super Power Club in 2010. <laughs> another one of those chiptune remixes yeah we got this this uh so this entity i've called them because i couldn't find any information on whether they were a group a person man woman thing thing something in between all those um this is like note for note though it is a very like accurate like 8-bit cover absolutely it's probably like programmed into something it's all like computers yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just I like I think a, could be wrong. Yeah. But I mean that makes sense cuz if it is like that 8-bit sound, that makes sense that it would come from computers. I'm always a little curious. I can't remember if we brought this up previously if these versions actually like accurately recreate like the number of tracks and stuff. Like are they using mm. like four channels for this or or do they cheat? Are they yeah, cheating to sort of get a different or get a more complete sound? Which mm. I couldn't tell. Yeah. I would be interested in uh, maybe sending an email out or something to one of these 8-bit groups that we've talked to. I would like to even maybe compare just 8-bit covers we've looked at and see who right. manages that 8-bit sound better. Yeah, that would be an interesting thing to think about because I haven't really gone back and checked them out. Mm-hmm. But, like, we've got this. There was a Whenever Wherever one. There's been more that I... Can't think of right now. So, uh, if you or someone you know is an like a like a chip tune artist, or if you know something about that scene, give us a shout out on Twitter. It's at Jake the Cressy, J A K E T H E C R E S S Y, 
or at some Alex Wise guy. And uh, hashtag cover me pod, hashtag chip chip cheerio. And maybe and I'll let see us know it about chip tunes. Yeah. Now, let's talk about some bluegrass. The Cleverleys in 2011. All old paintings on the tomb, we do the sand dance, don't you? If they move too quick, go away, oh, they're falling down like a domino. All the bizarre men by the knob, they got the money on the back. Go crocodiles, go away, oh, they snap the teeth on It's a bluegrass version. Yeah, family bluegrass group who is allegedly also comedy music. Yeah, I didn't get the comedy. Although they do say foreign taps with the hooky paps. Yeah, they do not know how to pronounce hookah pipe. A hooky pap. Hooky pap. Also, one of the band members' legal first name is DVD. Just the letters or like spelled out? Yes, like just the letters. Because I know I've heard of dogs named DOG, like spelled out. Oh, DOG. But Should wait till you get to the second part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, man. And then, then you can talk to me about ACDC. Okay, I will. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yes, this is the bluegrass version. Possibly the version. best arc. Anyway, uh, they yeah they do this uh, thing on that. It's banjo and fiddle on this one. Yes, lots of banjo, lots of lots of fiddle. It's bluegrass as it would be expected. Uh, yeah. The violin is doing like the bass line. Yep. And but there's also a bass. Mm-hmm. And of course the banjo's doing its pick picking away thing because that's what banjos do. Um, I got some solid harmonies on this version. That's what yeah. I think. They do absolutely have solid harmonies. It's a very hick, hillbilly, uh, like country voice. Yeah, that's the sound. And uh, let's see. <laughs> um, fiddle yeah. solo on this that turns there into is... a call and response with the banjo. Yes, I thought it was a solo at first, and then which we've heard this before, like bluegrass versions of songs that trade back and forth between a violin and a banjo. That seems yeah. to be a thing they do sometimes. And then is is this a live performance? That's a good question. It sounds like it's supposed to sound like a live performance, but I'm not convinced it is. Yeah, because he talks he tells about everybody like, to keep between the mayonnaise and the mustard. And he says something about the cleverly's bluegrass corner. Yeah. And then the end of the song is just clapping, alternating like it'll like come up with. I still think we should say clapter. Clapter on one side, like, yep. and then it'll fade out. And then it comes in on the other side and then fades out. And then it comes in on the other side again and then fades. It's like, it's weird. It seems like it's almost purposely artificial. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the comedy. That could be it. Oh, it's so it, bad comedy then, but... <laughs> yeah, it's not super funny or, or clear what's going on, but I think that might be what is happening. Yeah. So, oh, they do. Um, they do that riff on this one at one point. That's right. They do the like streets of Cairo. I think that's called the streets of Cairo. Yeah, I believe you're right. Which is where the la- the ladies dance naked. I think. That's I've heard it used for that as well. Yeah. Um, but I believe that is a place in France. Oh, you might be right. <laughs> but, but it's I the same. It it's does the... use that. Yeah, oh yeah, that it's, it's the same melody. Um, but I think that's the, like, elementary school comedy version of that song. Ah, oh, classic that's where I heard it. comedy. From Paul in, like, grade four. I don't know. I don't know. Shout-outs to Paul. Yeah. Shave your fucking face, you dildo. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, there we go. <laughs> if anybody from high school listens to just like choice episodes, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize Jake fucking hates me. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> that would be something else. I know. I was always so kind and polite to these people. <laughs> um, this one with good energy on this. I hate the fucking main singer's voice. Yeah, it's very. I don't know. I like guess very bluegrass. Yeah, very bluegrass. And like you said, it's good vocal harmonies. It's the energy's good, and I like the instruments. But at the same time, I don't like the vibe of bluegrass for the song. I think. I guess I don't know. I kind of liked it. They stuck with the like. It kept the energy up. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think these guys know their shit, and they fun. do good. I just don't like their shit. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I think I do. I think I do like hey, their shit. Fair enough. Yeah. Even though that reference to keeping between the mayonnaise and the mustard is about drunk driving. Ah, uh, I get it. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't pick up on that. I, I had to Google that. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's like the yellow line and the white line. You got that it, baby. Works? Cool. I'm so clever, Lee. All right, let's go. Nice one. The Continentals 2012. Oil paintings on their tombs do the sand dance, don't you know? If they move too quick, they're falling out like they told me no. All the bars are men by the night, got to move me on the back. All right, sweet. Um, these ones. Did you know these guys have opened for the Tragically Hip? No, I didn't. I didn't look them up at all. Okay, they did a lot of fucking name dropping on their website bio. Did they also name drop their like model on their album cover who's pretty they much naked? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm trying to like it's no, hard they to tell. Did not. Yeah, it, there's a lot of there's very near nudity and low very rest. Very near jeans. nudity. Very near nudity. Is this, Is this partial drum? nudity? Kick, a kick drum. Oh yeah, we should talk again. about the music. Let's talk about the music. Yeah. It opens with a kick drum and a country-esque electric guitar. Oh yeah, very country. But her chest is like super thrust out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And like oh, she's yeah, just it's... wearing a vest and low rise jeans. She's ready to dump them out, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The music. All right. Back to the music. Um, <laughs> music. It's been tit so... talk. Let's get back to the music. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my tit talk. Um, <laughs> so. Yes. Very country sound Very on the guitar and then the drums kind of become more complex as the guitar comes in yeah it the starts voice with like, sounds like it's put through like a filter said. on this the voice yes almost yeah. like my other microphone yeah like it's put here. through a harmonica mic let's almost. see if i can record with that real quick yeah give us that like this kind of a sound maybe exactly that Here's less frequency sing a line from walk like an egyptian oh hey oh all right, I put Not it away from now. Tailspin, you jackass! <laughs> <laughs> oh, way, oh. All right, let's see. Can I unplug this? There we go. Okay, we're back to normal. We're back to um, normal. And let's see what else. The bass line is a little different in this one. Yeah. Um, but the guitar kind of sounds like it's playing that, but not really. Yeah, it's it's almost like just a less involved version of the banjo from uh, the Cleverleys. I guess yeah, it's not doing the like picking, but it's just doing like I think it's a similar interval to the bass mm -hmm. line from the original, but it's not just like doing the bass line. Right. I think. 
Yeah. So it's somewhere between the bass line from the original and the banjo from the Cleverly's version. Yeah, but and put on a guitar. Yeah. Which I guess a guitar would be that, maybe. I suppose. That's one way to look at it. Um, there, Yeah, you're right. There is a bass. It's different. It's very quiet in the mix. It's sort of like a, a humming note almost. Just like, I think, maybe a sustain or something. Like, very uninvolved. Sorry, which part? The bass. Oh, yeah, the bass isn't doing a whole lot. Relative to the original. I mean, all I'm here. I'm listening to it right now. All I'm here is boom, 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 boom. That's all I'm hearing. They get it, they do a good job of clearing the instrumental space for the uh, "Walk Like an Egyptian" line. You think I'll so? Give them that. So yeah, like they, they do, drop they everything bring it just out? back to the kick drum and because they like hits the cymbal and it's like doo, doo, walk like an Egyptian, and that that line is supposed to be like the focus. Is a real focus on it? it. Okay. Yeah. They've also got um they. They've they also like a, struggle with the word hookah, not as much as the Cleverleys, but... Yeah, not as noticeable. I didn't notice it. But it's not hooky-pap. Um, hooky-pap. <laughs> hey, uh, boys, you smoking that there, hooky-pap? They also, they add a synthesizer um, mm-hmm. to do the whistling part. Yeah! There's also whistling, but they have this, like, synthesizer that plays throughout and then doubles the and whistling That's definitely sound. the coolest part of the song. Yeah, I think that was a good move, because if I was ever going to do this, like, if I, I wouldn't want to have to rely on a live whistler. Like, I feel like that's too much to ask of somebody. Oh, yeah. Certainly either of us. Oh, I can't whistle, so... Yeah, so there you go. And, uh, but yeah, they add that synthesizer. It's got, like, a kind of a glissando effect on it. All yeah. the notes are sliding. So it's kind of, that's cool. Yeah, and and I think that. it's a, a good substitute for the whistling. Um, and you can just tell, they were really waiting for that Cadillac line. They just wanted to talk about Cadillacs. Oh, yeah. They really chew up that word Cadillac. Just because... Like, I wish I was singing Cadillac Ranch right now. <laughs> but no. Well, I Something gotta sing Walk Egypt. Like an Egyptian. Nobody forced them to do this, though. Did we? And they got a guitar solo here. It's very country sounding. Yes. Do you have much else? Like, honestly, I know I kind of shit talked uh, the Cleverleys, but between the Continentals and the Cleverleys, I think the Cleverleys have a better version. I agree. I think I like bluegrass more than country. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that as well. I've been more kind to bluegrass on this show than country. Got that banjo. Yeah, but yes, banjo. Baby. I think that's all I got. Is banjo not allowed in country? No, it totally is. I think maybe it's just less of a staple. Maybe. Is bluegrass just country that has no pretensions about itself? We still need to look that up. We need to, to... <laughs> we need to look that up and figure it out, because we keep bringing it up and saying, well, how do we define this? And not determining oh, yeah, it. Yeah, maybe we'll do that as one of our bonus segments. Maybe we'll do that next week and define oh. bluegrass and country. little uh, sneak preview. A little cover me classroom, as we have always called it. Of course. <laughs> um, let's talk about Die Wilharmoniker. In 2017. Yeah, so this one is the uh, a cappella kind of version. 
It's a six-person's acapella group. And although, were the drums ad- synthesized? Um, sometimes it sounds like voices, but sometimes it's it like sounds they got, like... I think they have a shaker for the rhythm on this. Well... Is there... You're listening to it right now. Is there any actual drums in there? Huh. A shaker, huh? I, I feel like it could be a shaker. I don't know now. Sounds like it could be a shaker, but it could be like a snare. You know what? I think it's a shaker and a guy going... It does sound like, like there's voice sounds, but also like synth drum sounds. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe they're both there. Or they synthesize someone's voice a bunch. I don't know. There's definitely a shaker. I will, I will stand firm on that. Okay. I'll believe you. Like, if you listen to it during the verses, it's that's a fucking shaker, my guy. I'm just listening to it again. I mean, it sounds like a shaker. I just feel like, in my mind, it could be a shaker or something else. Right. But it definitely sounds like it. So, they do this thing that follows the the titular line, walk like an Egyptian, where they do like, <laughs> Like, every time? Yeah, I think so. Ha, ha, ha. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. That's their, like, solo section, I think. You. Kind of. <laughs> you it, fucking did that exactly in time with me listening to it. That was scary. So we're listening to them in, in at the same time because I was singing yeah. along with the recording. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, they do that, which is their kind of like solo bit, I guess. <laughs> right. This one. Was, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I am just slowly getting like immune to acapella, or if this one actually wasn't that bad. I mean, it's still got the rhythm, still got the bass line, you know? And the changing it's... of singers on verses was present in the original, so it doesn't come off as strange. True. Although one of the voices I wasn't crazy about, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's, yeah, I, I've written my final note on this one is relatively harmless. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's a fun song. So, like, when you take that and... I think in a lot of cases, acapella is more supposed to be like a live thing, you know, like mm-hmm. competitions, right? That's the idea I've always got out of it. Like, like Glee, you know, so yeah. it's not, but that's not like acapella, acapella. But anyway, it's just, it's got, it's got the energy for that kind of a scenario. Absolutely. Yeah. So it works well enough. So yeah, it's, it's acapella that doesn't make me want to fucking kill myself. Congratulations, right. Diveal Harmoniker. Which are they German? I don't remember. They sound German. They're, yeah, they're German or Dutch. Oh Dutch. yeah, they could. Yeah, maybe they were Dutch. Did you play Red Dead Redemption too? No. Dutch. <laughs> I do know, you know about Dutch. Though I know there's a guy Red named Dead Dutch. One. Dutch. All I do is say Dutch like I'm a cowboy. Let's talk about Jade Bird in 2018. <laughs> Yes, this one opens with a one, two, three, four. So it must be punk, right? It must be. What what does this guitar part sound like? Um, here, let me uh Do you know? Cuz like 
I'm hearing it, and it's almost reminding me of something. Almost? Think is of it what? making you think of something David Bowie-esque? Maybe. I can't put um... my... F I feel like it's something specific, but I can't put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. Fuck, you got me thinking about it now, and I wasn't thinking about it before, but... Yeah, it's like, it's familiar, but I can't think of why. So it's a kind of a different guitar part. And then, uh... And it sounds cool. I like the guitar part. It yeah. sounds like something else, maybe. So Jade Bird is an English singer-songwriter, just to get this out of the way. And right. And I didn't write down a quote by Tony Visconti, who is known for working with David Bowie, but he said something like, Oh, yeah, fuck Jade Bird, right on. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Tony Visconti. I think it was, <laughs> it was that. Um, I listened to some of her other stuff a bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seemed pretty solid. I'd give it yeah. another shot. I'll and, say this: I did like her voice on this, and and this yeah, I liked this version. Tracks, and I think it does a good job of taking that energy, like like having that. It's got a good vibe to it. It's got good vibes, my man. Yeah, and uh, like it's mo like the guitar parts. Is it is it different? Is it different? Hang on. No, the guitar part is the bass line. No, it's not. Hmm. Shit. Anyway, it's cool sound. It's different. Yeah. A lot um, more involved drums on this one. Yes, they're more like on the low drums. Kind of yeah, situation. a lot of Tom like, work like, there. Yeah, it's more Tommy. And uh, this is a pretty quick version too, but just because it's like mm. fast, like they're just going, going, going. And you know, it's got it's got an acoustic guitar, rhythm guitar, as it, as you do. The bass isn't that big a part of it. Mm, you no, can't really, really hear isn't. the bass that well. It's pretty low in that old mix. Yeah, um, it is just at the bottom of the mix. But yeah, the guitar part, I just, I dig the guitar in this. I think it sounds yeah. cool. It's got a good sound. Wait, is it, is it dancing out in space? Uh, Not quite. Okay, um, fuck, no, I don't know. It sounds to me like later David Bowie, that guitar. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can find something. Like, I feel like there's it's something, but I can't think Take of Take a look at Dancing Out in Space, because I feel like that one's close. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's something quick. I don't know if it's David Bowie necessarily, but just can't put my finger on what it is. I'll have to keep looking. Yeah, keep looking, but it's. I feel like it's going to be in that vein. I don't know. Um, what else do I have to say about this one? She, yeah, she does good vocals. She does this thing on the Walk Like Egyptian line where she says it a couple times at, like, growing intensity and she like yes. goes up in range right at the end she keeps going up and up and that's the last one yeah that's one. good this, and then, this is a fun fucking version it does I want to mention the guitar does that right after she does it with it's mm. own part like she does the end and then it does it's like little riff thing and it keeps going up 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 okay, and that's the end of the yeah, song yeah. and it's quick yeah. and very energetic yeah this is it really captures the spirit of it while putting a little personal twist on it yeah it's a little more modern rock kind of deal yeah well i think that's what i would call it i don't know if that's the best description but i like that yeah. i'll give you that i like it that yeah. is the final song we're talking about we're going to step into our final reviews we got three categories this week what a surprise we have worst Ooh. song best song and most egyptian sounding song okay that should be easy that should be easy or let's will talk it about the worst song alex what is it hmm, which is the worst version you know what I, I thought these were strong. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there just wasn't a lot to like misinterpret because sometimes you get that, yeah, where, where they do something that's like wrong, 
Like, obviously, there's no wrong, but, you know, it just seems, yeah, like, weird. Yeah, this version has a lot fit. more room to play. Yeah, and, and I was surprised because the rhythm is so um, distinctive in the original that, like, the, it got changed up a fair amount and still stayed, like, recognizable, you know? So yeah. I wonder if maybe there's, like, a groove or something less tangible that, right, they, that they have. Yeah. But, honestly, my least favorite one... Hmm. I didn't really like the Super Power Club 8-bit version, weirdly enough. I didn't think much yeah. of it. I see, yeah, that one was like a freebie for me. I'm almost not even thinking about it, but you're That's right. That's why I'm putting it in, because there's a few that were less interesting also, mm -hmm. as, as like, you know, not instrumental versions. But that version, I just, it didn't really do much for me. You know, and you're right, because we have had instrumental versions on the show for other songs that are very interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I, there's no reason you can't accomplish that with a chip tune. Add a little something? Yeah. And the, yeah, this one, I just fucking, like, I listened to it once, and I was like, that's done. It's, it, they did it. It's Walk yeah. Like an Egyptian. I get it. They You're fucking it. right. That is the worst version of this, despite the fact that there are some weaker players. Like, like the most of the Eurasia track, and uh, I wasn't crazy about the Continentals. And obviously, Acapella can eat a dick, but like, yeah, <laughs> it's gotta be Superpower Club. Yeah. Sorry, gang. Get it together. All right. All right, tell me about the best version of this best? song, Alex. And does it, does it surpass the original for you? Hmm. That would be tough because i i don't think too much of the original it's not yeah, a, well, like that, super high pedestal for me easier in some sense so hmm i really liked the jade bird version yeah um i also really liked the five in love version yeah those are probably my two favorites um oh man this is tough because i don't I'm having trouble thinking of which one I would like more. I'm I'm gonna give it to Jade Bird. Last second decision. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite. Because and, and uh, would you listen to that over the original? I might. It's quick, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, the original still has that novelty of being the original. True. So it would be hard to push it. I does it surpass it? I, I really like the guitar sound. It's so hard. It I don't think it does. And because I mean for a cover to really surpass the original, you really got to do something special, I think. So even though it's very good, it doesn't right. like have a super defining thing. Even though right. it's, it's not going to re-spark interest in Walk Like yeah. an Egyptian. My ideal is always like Blinded by the Light, where it's like so right. different, even though I really like the original of that as well. Um it's just so different and distinctly different that it's it's very it's immediately identifiable as like basically mm -hmm. a different song. So I'm gonna say no, but but my criteria are so high. There's right, like yeah, no way to do that. Basically, a fair bar, but like very high. But I'd say it's like on the on level. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, if my yeah. bar wasn't so high, maybe it would. It's, it's a contender. You make a good argument for Jade Bird. Just even talking about it now, I was like, that's a fucking good version. But 
I was really charmed by Five in Love and their uh, their sort of jazzy take on it that was kind of almost sarcastic. Like, they knew what they were playing was goofy, but they loved it for being goofy. Right, the backup singers join in and yeah, make a little joke out of it. Like a little, jo- and Yeah, it was just like a nice version, and yeah. it doesn't beat the original for me, because the original has some kind of sass to it, and just like all these neat elements coming together that makes it just right. But like five and love is a good, a good version to look at, and it's a good version to look at and listen to. You can't and just look at it because then you won't actually hear it. Yeah, well, I mean, you gotta get the braille. Get the braille. Read visual braille. <laughs> That's what we call it. That's the worst kind of braille. Yeah, it's like when you see signs with braille but it's not raised. Oh, yeah. What's Does that happen? Point? I've seen it on the internet. I don't know if I've ever seen it in real life. Yeah, I never see dumb shit in real life that the internet will like. So reel me this, Alex. What's the most Egyptian-sounding mm. version of this song? Let me make awful sounds to the mic first. Um, yeah, hit me with that. So there were two that had, like, Middle Eastern sounds. Yes. Well, only two? Hmm. Well, the Papini sisters did that. Oh, yeah, the Papini sisters. They did the, sisters. like, strings. Yeah, and Eurasia. And Eurasia did the thing as well. And Cleverly's has the Arabian riff in it. That's true. I'm going to say that one doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> and the, like, Getter Johnny. Don't know how to say that. Don't know how to say that. Johnny. Getter Johnny. Um, also had. What did it have? It had something, right? Did it have something? In the beginning? What's the beginning? Let me, let me go to that. Nope. Got hand claps. Claps are hand. No, it had nothing. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So that nothing. one didn't have anything. <laughs> nothing at all. So Eurasia, it was pretty much just like the beginning and the end. Hmm. Yeah. But I think I'm going to give it to them because like those instruments, they got the instruments, you know? Yeah, and I can't confirm the yodeling as being pro like actually egyptian or not egyptian you know yeah don't From they have the some Papine strings sisters. doing that too i mean it's the scale i guess yeah. more than anything but both yeah, of them right. i'll give it to eurasia yep. i'll give it to eurasia because where is egypt located not in eurasia no i don't think I so make the argument that it was but... yeah i'm tr- i i don't know exactly what is considered eurasia it sounds like one of those terms that's like maybe a little you know you could stretch it like it's not Europe and Asia. It's not different. I know, but like it's between. But like, what's part of it and what's not? Yeah, like, right. yeah, yeah, I yeah. doubt. I doubt we could get a consensus on that. So, yeah. If you can bring us to a consensus on that, hashtag your Asia. Please let us know. Please let, let us, us know, know which countries are which, and tell us why we should or shouldn't go there. Yeah, that's fun. Hashtag should or shouldn't go there. Should I stay or should I go? Hey, there. There. That's the hashtag. Should I stay or should I go there? Asia. Asia. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That has been our main segment. Tell us what you thought about the songs and stuff. Hashtag cover me pod. Also those other hashtags. We're going to jump to our bonus segment, which is, hey, Alex, here's a question. Um... What's your what's your number one road trip jam? 
Oh man, my number one road trip jam. Well, nothing seems to last the whole time, so that's a problem. That yeah, that's that's the difficult part is there's no songs that last ten hours. Yeah, but um, this song for me that I most associate well, it wasn't a road trip with a trip. Okay, so this okay. one is because of like a plane flight, but I always think of like travel. Mm-hmm. Is uh, bad out of hell. <laughs> Meatloaf, yeah. Meatloaf. <laughs> So, I mean, put the whole album on. Whatever. Yeah, it's a good traveling one, because you're leaving a place like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Remember and... that time Remember that time in high school where we were, like, going to blast bat out of hell with the windows down and drive away, and then we got stuck behind a bunch of traffic, and we were just, like, sitting in a parking lot blasting bat out of hell? <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I do remember that. Because <laughs> we were, you know, so badass. Yeah, we were fucking cool as shit in high school. I remember my bad out of hell high school memory is personal with me. In advanced acting in uh, high school, I was asked to rewrite one of the scripts for the show to, to make it tighter and funnier, which I did because I'm tight and funny. But I was, I was just getting shit-faced to uh, bad out of hell. I just had it on repeat while I was slamming Captain Morgan's down my gullet. <laughs> And then the next day I got in there and like handed all the fucking scripts out. And the guy was like, oh man, all the funny parts are gone. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that the one with like, that was basically just the ending of um, Back to the Future? No, that was a different one. Okay. That they wanted to, they varyingly wanted to cut the ending or just cut the entire <laughs> scene. Okay. That was my baby. And, uh, yeah. Well, that's high school. For that's him, actually yeah. that that performance is why I didn't win because the, there was all of those awards based on just who had the highest grade in certain courses, right? And they gave right. in grade twelve courses they gave him an award at the end. And uh, friend of the podcast Sam let me know that she won that award simply because our teacher Miss DL, fuck yourself, was mad at <laughs> me. For throwing in that impromptu performance at the end, <laughs> and even though I had, I had at that point had the highest grades, she had gave me a lower grade specifically to deny me <laughs> that award. Yeah, that sounds like you. Yup. So yeah, that's my favorite road trip song. <laughs> no, my favorite for traveling is uh, "New Career in a New Town" by David Bowie. Oh, that's a good one. Track. It's so listen- good, dude. Yeah. That is a good one. I was listening to it when I start a new job. Yeah. Even if if I don't move. Like, on my way to work, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like, it's a new career. And, you know, maybe it's a new part of town, right? So it's like. That's true. Boom. Yeah, I was was listening to it on the way out here to Vancouver, and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This is exactly (laughs) the jam. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Check it out. We'll we'll, we'll change it to travel tracks. Travel tracks. That makes for a catchy hashtag. Yeah. And you guys know what I'm going to ask you next. If you got a, a, a killer travel track, hit us with it. Hashtag travel tracks on the Twitter. Yeah. On Facebook, if you really want to, you fucking weirdo. Can you tag things like that on Facebook? No. Maybe. Hell, mm. use it on Instagram. I don't think either of us are on Instagram, but use it. I am technically on Instagram. Alex is technically on Instagram, which is a step further than me. Yep. Yeah, so That's... hit us up on social media. Yeah. We're we're very fluent in social media, as you can tell. Fluent. 
We know the ins and the outs. I know what I'm doing on there. I yeah. Am, am a, I call it sock mid to save time. And because med. I'm so trendy. It's also what they call your, your athlete's foot medication. Sock mid. Sock mid. Yeah, mm. that was our bonus segment. Thanks for joining us for that. It was semi-planned this time. All Everybody's right. thrilled. Everybody's applauding. Wait, is that are you clapping as well? Yes. Okay. Oh, for you, some reason, I thought I could feedback. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, now what we need to do is we need to take that clapping and we need to put it in one ear and then fade it out, and then put it in the other ear and then fade it out, and then put it back in the first ear and then fade that out. Because that's the most realistic way to do it. That sounds great. <laughs> sounds like what I'm here for. Um, yeah, if you guys want to please give us reviews and subscribe to us on an Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, fucking Podbean. My sibling recently, I guess, just made a Podbean account to subscribe to us. Cool. Thanks, Griffin, for that. Join us in this fun journey where we talk about fun songs. I don't need to tell you what the podcast is about. Yeah, you just listen to it. You know the shtick? You stuck around this long for some reason. Way to go. Congratulations. I could tell your dad about us. He loves Walk Like... I could tell your mom about us, actually. She likes Walk Like an Egyptian. Your yeah. dad likes the scorpions. Exclusively. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm, I'm distracted. The I need to focus. The scorpions, Alex. The scorpions they from Germany. They rock you like a hurricane. Yeah, which, as we all know, is the greatest rock anthem of all time. Power, whatever. All time. According to the Scorpions. According to the Scorpions. And as we always say on Cover Me, well, that's Cover Me.